This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. Today's guest is a wonderful friend of mine. We've known each other for a long time, but we've connected more energetically recently. And I just love watching her experience. She loves watching my experience. She's a 3-6 splenic projector and the creator of Affirmations by Katura. Everybody, please welcome Katura. Hi, Katura. Hi. Hello. Hello, beautiful one. Thank you so much for that warm and beautiful um, greeting and welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you and can't wait to talk about this beautiful energy and um, human design readings that you've been helping us and providing your offering with the world. So, so glad to be here. Thank you so much, Katura. Yeah, we're both projectors, which is one of the five energy types of human design. And projectors are unique in the way that we're here to do less and to be more of a guide to the rest of the world rather than to be doing, 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 achieving, achieving, achieving. And it can be a bit of a, throws you a, a bit of a loop because our whole lives we've been told to give 110% and to be exhausted at the end of the day and to just keep pushing and trying and initiating no matter what. And that isn't really what projectors are here to do. So I love that you connect so much with the guidance energy of being a projector. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, you know, the, one of the things that I love about human design is, um, and the way that you were able to share kind of this download of like my energy and, and who I am and my type, um, is I've been able to kind of apply that as it relates to my work. And I, you know, in normal times, and I feel like even in this time of COVID, I've been pushing out so much workload, like literally going over and, and, you know, above and um, sometimes wearing myself out to the point where I just can't even, um, I can't even function anymore. Mm -hmm. And so being a guide um, kind of has allowed me to kind of focus and making sure that I take those breaks and I take yeah. those pause, um, pause throughout the, the day or, you know, even taking a day off in between like a five day work week. So that way I can re, um, come back a, to center. A whole day, and, a whole day, huh? Yes, Katara? A wow. Whole day, look I at know. you. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Everybody's breaks look different and I'm happy that that to you is, is, is exciting. Like that you can have that because I do know how hard you work. So I'm glad that you have that. As yeah. Well. Yeah. So yeah, you know, definitely. And I think it's just important um, to make sure you take space for yourself um, and, you know, being a guide because uh, you can exhaust your resources and exhaust your energy. So it's important to make sure that you have some breathing room. So absolutely. Exactly. And because we're guides, our energy, not to say everybody's energy is not quality, but our energy is quality for you. Like we're here for the other projectors are here for the other. So we really need to project, protect our energy and 
take breaks and say no to things that we really don't have time for or energy for or want to do. And a lot of the things I read in human design say for projectors to just use up 80% of your energy a day. Don't even, don't try for a hundred because you don't have a hundred percent most days. So get to the top tier where you feel satisfied and you're like, you know what I did, you know, for me today, it's a podcast reading, uh, recording, and then I'm going to make some cookies later on because I love to bake. I've been cleaning my apartment on and off here. And then my husband will come home and I'll have make him lunch. We'll have a break. We'll probably watch Love Island UK. And that to me is like a fulfilling day. And I've done stuff to support my interests and the things that I love, but I've also taken a rest time for me in the way that I enjoy rest, which looks different for everybody. Yes, yes. And I and I love that how you said like, Yes, we have 100% of energy, but we can't even use 80%. And it's true. And I do feel like the less that I do, the more fulfilled I do, uh, or more fulfilled I am, per se. Yes, exactly. Um, So I love that you you definitely are going to, you know, have have your things that you're getting ready to do after this call, but it literally sounds just like a beautiful afternoon of just kind of going at your own pace. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I try to do. And there are still days I have where I'm frazzled at the end of the day. And I'm like, whoa, I, I, I did a lot and I'm, or I'm working a little bit later than I normally do. And I, and it makes me really tired. But then I remember that most of the time I can schedule myself in a way that works for me. And that's a huge thing for non-sacral beings. So projectors, manifestors, and reflectors is to do your best to schedule your time in a way that works for you. Um, I know that can be difficult if you have, depending on your job, but just if you can put little breaks in your day, or if you can finagle your schedule so that you have a whole afternoon off or something like that, that would be uh, wonderful. And I also wanted to talk about waiting for the invitation, which is the projector strategy. And I've talked about it a few times on the podcast, but I just want to make sure that it's clear that waiting for the invitation is not a limiting belief or energy. And um, it's not something where you have to just sit on your couch and wait for somebody to say, Hey, Katura, I really think you're awesome. And I want you to come do X, Y, Z with me. What do you think? Cause that's, that's just not how the world works. So waiting for the invitation has this beginning, a precursor to waiting that to, to me is just about putting out your energy, putting out your interests, putting out your passions, and not really worrying about the viewer count or how many people you reach or how fast it spreads or if you are going to be popular or not popular. Just putting it out there however it works for you. Since I'm a 3-6, Katora is also a 3-6, yay. We often throw stuff at the wall to see if it sticks because it's trial and error. So we just try things and see if it works. And we are surprised and happy when it does. (laughs) And if it doesn't, we pivot, move on to the next, take what we've learned. Um, That's how I view waiting for the invitation. And then stuff just comes up and people just are like, hey, I want a reading from you. Or I've had people who've asked to be on the podcast, which was super flattering and surprising for me. So those things Mm -hmm. just happen as long as you're not, as you're being yourself and putting yourself out there for other people to see. 
Yeah, I agree. And that resonates with me so much too. And, you know, my projector type and my projector energy, um, you know, I have been so, um, I'm so, so excited and just really passionate about affirmations. And I've like talked about it all the time and I'm always posting something. And for me, that's been something that's helped me in my kind of like self-love and healing journey. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I want, I want to tell the entire world about my affirmations, but I know that some people it's, it's not something they're interested in. So to your point, you know, I created this affirmation deck. I, you know, put it on my Etsy I, you know, I might not get the best sales and I might not be selling, you know, a, a great sell through or whatever, perhaps, but for the ones that are interested in it, you know, they, they purchase them and they share them. And recently, um, the temple that I am in asked me to join and do an IG live with them, which I was so humbled, um, to That's share awesome. my story and to share my experience. Yes. About affirmations and what they've done for me. So again, it's just like, this whole thing of like putting things out there, not necessarily like, you know, being over, um, what's the word I want to use, but just not putting all my, putting everything and being so aggressive about the things that mm -hmm. I want um, to share with people and letting them really just, you know, here it is on a platter and whenever you're ready to take some, it's here for you. And so oh, that's, that's kind of like wonderful. how I saw the so waiting for, um, you know, the invitation to how it comes and has manifested in my life. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. And, and it's a perfect way to do it, especially as a projector. A lot of times we do better one-on-one. -on -one. So we create stronger bonds with humans one-on-one. -on -one. And that's what I hear when you say, you know, you have people uh, purchasing your affirmations. I have both decks, by the way, they're amazing. And sharing, you know, I, I pulled this card today or, you know, thank you so much Katura for, for your affirmations. And you are connecting with that person in a way that you might not be able to do if you were just, you know, maybe sharing these in your stories and you didn't create these affirmations to, to give to people or to provide for people. And I just think it's wonderful that you can connect with others in this way because affirmations are really important and really any positive self-talk you can give yourself is super important. But a lot of times it's hard to word it in a way that doesn't feel like if you word to me, if, you, if I tried to word like a mantra and affirmation myself, it sounds cheesy or contrived or some, sometimes, but if I read it or if I see it printed and I'm like, ah, oh, I love, I love the sentiment behind this. Like, this is what I'm connecting to today. And I really enjoy that because just that little connection to the positive affirmation for the day, you can go back to it throughout your day and really get a little bit of a boost. So I love your affirmations, Katora. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I love, I love how you're able to um, talk a little bit about the connection, the one-on-one -on -one connection, because I do feel that it's more potent when I am able to have kind of a one-on-one -on -one more intimate exchange mm -hmm. with someone um, and in their learning from me. Right. And we're having this just like, fluid exchange of conversation, um, and communication. So yeah, I, um, that resonates with me as well regarding being yeah. um, a projector. Yeah. We're, we're one-on-one -on -one all the way. And there's also a few different types of projectors. So human design has a lot of layers and energy type is one of them. There's five energy types. Projector is one of those. And then there's three subtypes to projectors. Whoa. Human design all over the place anyway. So 
the reason that they divide the projectors up in this way is because they actually do work a little bit differently depending on their subtype. Uh, Katora is what's called an energy projector. This means that she has one of the four motor centers defined. For her, it's her heart. And when you have a defined motor center as a projector, it can give you a little bit of a boost to your energy production. So it can kind of give you a little bit more, whereas classic projectors and mental projectors have a little bit less uh, access to energy, doing energy, living energy. So that's Katura. I'm a mental projector. Mental projectors only have defined centers from the throat up, one of the, any combination of the three throat, Ajna, head. And we have a specific uh, strategy and it's, it's a little bit different for us. We're actually much more related to reflectors in that sense than we are to projectors. And then we've got the classic projector. They have no motor center connected. The, I'm sorry, they have no motor centers and they have no sacral center, but they can have a combination of the other centers and they're a classic projector. So yeah, that's a little bit of the human design knowledge, but the way that it works is Katura, like I said, she has a little bit more access to doing energy. So this can kind of give her a push when she needs it, but this can also have a, a different effect where if you really push, use this, this energy that you know you have access to as an energy projector con constantly or consistently, and you don't let yourself have a rest as much as you should, you can really burn out because you feel like you have the energy and you feel like you can just gun it. And then before you know it, your energy is completely zapped and you're like, oh, oh, oh I should have stopped an hour ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right? absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> I feel like um, the more that I, the more that I have kind of like stepped into the, my role of, of being a projector, I've been really protectant of my time and my energy um, because I know that That's I can true. get burned out. And it's so funny. Like my, one of my friends, my, I call her my sis on she's into human design too a little bit. And she's like, remember, you know, anytime I'm like overdoing it, she's like, remember what Janelle said? She's like, you can't be, um, you're going too hard. You're doing too much. You need to sit down and you need to, you need to rest. And I'm like, excuse me. Like, who are you? Like, don't be telling me what to do. That's so sweet. Don't be telling me what to do. So yeah, but yeah, absolutely. You're, you're hundred percent correct. And, um, I think it's important to make sure yeah. that we don't, um, just foster energy. And there's two main points I want to make with that is one projectors all, well, all non-sacrals should take breaks before they're tired. So it's not a, Oh, I'm tired. Now I'm going to take a five minute break or, Oh, I've been working for two hours and now I'm tired. So I'm going to take a rest. You're not going to feel tired. You're going to feel like you're, you're being lazy for stopping. You're going to feel like this isn't what I should be doing right now. I shouldn't be taking a break. I should just go. So the breaks are going to feel foreign if you haven't done it before. And just know that no matter what, even if you do not feel tired, if you have the time to take two minutes or maybe five or a whole day for yourself, you should do it and not question whether you deserve it or whether you've worked hard enough for it. It's none of those things. It's almost like things you have to schedule into your day, like a meeting for work or something that you, that you are required to do for your well-being. should be breaks. That's the one point I want to make when it comes to taking breaks, 
The other one is the more that you do these kind of things where you, you keep your energy for yourself and you don't put too much of it out there for other people to take, the easier it becomes and the easier it is recognized by other people that that's what you're doing. So they are like, oh, yeah. you don't have time. Like when you win someday, I might ask you to do something and you're like, you know what? I don't have time for that today. Maybe I can do it this day. And you'll, you'll meet less resistance. So it'll be like, oh, okay, I got it. Like, obviously, you know, Janelle's busy and she's, she'll get back to me later. They don't have to know what I'm busy with or what my day looks like. It looks like what my day looks like. And that's where my energy goes. And I feel like I give off this vibe of when I have time to do this, I'll do this. And when I, if I don't, I won't. And it's nothing against the person. It's more protecting my energy. And when I think it comes across that way, other people see that and go, oh, like maybe I should do a little bit of that. Maybe I should do a little protecting of my energy because regardless of your energy type, almost all of us give away too much of our energy too freely trying to prove how amazing we are as human beings, all of us. Mm -hmm. Yep. That is a hundred percent. And I think, you know, going back to, I mean, this is the, I'm going to probably bring in this whole thing around philosophy and stuff like that. I mean, we're conditioned to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are conditioned in here to be on this, like work hard, work harder, you know, play a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And, make sure um, you make it worth really it. Not. You have to make it worth it. That, that right. break in that yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's crazy how much, much of that conditioning stems from us, from our childhood. A lot of, I mean, I'm in my late thirties, so I was an eighties kid. I know you were an eighties kid too. And it's just, that's how it was. And it was not, there was never any other type of way. Like I was the first of my family to go to college. And so that was like a huge deal. And my mom Mm -hmm. really pushed it on me that this was like something I had to do because no one else in our family had done it before. And to me, that wasn't a really good reason. I was like, so just because no one else has done this, I I have to do it. I must do it for the sole reasoning that I will be the first one. And I didn't, I didn't need that. I didn't need to be the first one to finish college. And I didn't finish. I tried several times. It didn't work out for me. Third line. What's up? But anyway, so it's okay. It's okay to not live up to what your family wants you to do or thinks even thinks that you want for yourself. Because a lot of times we hit this wall in our lives. For me, it was in my late twenties where we're like, Oh, I want something else. This isn't what I want. I want something different. And then Mm -hmm. we go after it. So that's just a little shout out for everybody whose life is looking different than people want their life to look or how you planned. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. A hundred percent. There's a couple of parts of your chart that I wanted to touch on your chart specifically, because I love your chart and I love everybody's charts, but I love defined hearts and you, that's what gives you a little bit more energy because you have a defined heart, but it's also the way that it's connected to your spleen. It gives you this from the heart communication to where mm. you have a, a, authenticity to your energy to where it's almost impossible for you to sound fake or to come off as not authentic. It just doesn't, you just yes. don't, it doesn't work that way your body and your energy doesn't work that way. Lying for you is probably pretty hard and like spudging the truth or, or, or changing things so that 
you just, it's just too much work. It's too much like stress. So a lot of times people with this type, type of energy are bad liars just because it's too hard. They don't want to do it. It's too hard for their own body and their own energy to keep up with a lie. And it hurts them to tell a lie usually. So a lot of times this, this person, like I said, really isn't going to be incapable of sounding inauthentic or from not coming from an authentic place when you communicate. So, yeah. And uh, yeah. It's, it's, I'm so, oh, is it okay if I interject? So yeah, sorry. Go, go for it. Uh, okay. I was just going to say um, that resonates so much with me and, and like, again, alignment um, around just authenticity, because that's been such a big um, focus for me over the past, you know, couple of years, especially, um, you know, this past year kind of stepping into this, um, into this, I don't know, into this kind of like trans, trans, um, I want to call it transformation. Transformational um, space. Yeah. Yes. Transformational space. This, you know, whole thing around alchemy and like magic really coming into who I really am. And so um, communication for me is a big thing. And so whenever I am communicating, I definitely do speak from the heart. I try to lead my life with love. I try to be intentional and walk in the path of love. And so for me, when I am communicating, I can't be anything else but authentic. And mm -hmm. so I was talking to my girlfriend the other day about like dating and how that plays into like this dating life. And she's like, you know, you just, you just need to like bring it back a little bit and like, don't be so authentic. And, and, and I'm like, I just can't, that's just not me. Nope. And I like, it's a, it's a, it's a fault. And maybe it's a fault of mine. I don't know, but I feel like this is just who I am. And, and someone is not going to, if someone's going to feel some type of way because I'm being too authentic and too real, then maybe I don't want them in my life. You know, exactly. it's totally a strength of yours because this means that whatever you communicate to someone, they automatically know that you are authentic and what you're saying is true. And, and that's how, how you feel. And so you'll always come off as genuine and true when you speak. And this is, that's a really great aspect to have. And it's really going to draw people to you. Because I mean, how many times do we see stories or ads or whatever uh, that people put up that are just fake, that are just like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. they're, they're obviously paying you money to use this product and it doesn't come off as real. Whatever you're selling, Katora, people are buying because they know that you're truthful in your, in your mm -hmm. pitch. <laughs> That's kind mm -hmm. of how that goes. And I, and I love that for mm -hmm. you. And I, and I do think that it's true that it's a strength. And I, and I think that if they're, like you said, if there's people where they, they don't want to hear it or they would rather you sugarcoat it, that's not their time to be around your energy. They need, they need a little right. bit more inner work before they'll be okay with what you have to say sometimes, but that's all right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all on, um, on, on the journeys and all on different timelines and that's okay. And eventually we'll get there we are a hope to aspire that they'll get there, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think that that's important, you know, to, like you said, um, if, uh, they're not able to handle it or, you know, then that's okay. Then they don't, they, you know, my energy is not for everybody. Right. Um, exactly. and, and that's exactly. I, right. Our light is not for everybody. Sometimes people can't handle it and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Or it's just not their time. They might, they might come around to you later on and be like, Oh my God, Katura. I'm so ready for you now. And that's amazing. Yeah. And I've actually had that happen with people in human design where they're like, okay, Janelle, I know you told me some stuff and I blew you off, but then I thought about it and now I want to hear more. 
Mm, I love that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's really so validating and nice. And as I, I was listening to an IGTV live earlier today, and it was really cool because my mentor said this thing about how um, we look for validation from other people. And uh, there's a lot of rhetoric about uh, validating yourself and look for the love in yourself before you look for the love in other people and things like that. And that's all wonderful. But the way that we learn what validation feels like for us or how much that helps us is when we get it from other people. So mm-hmm. if there's people that are close to you in your life and you feel like you need a little validation for them, a little pump up every, you know, every once in a while, you can ask for those things. You can ask for validation and that's perfectly okay. And it should be something that's coming from that person anyway, but it, sometimes we need a little bit more than other people. And, and it can be sort of a dance of like, hey, let me know how much you care about me today. Let me know when I do this thing for you, how much you loved it. Like that can feel really needy and really off-putting for a lot of people, but it's the perfect way to to feel how validation feels in your body and to, and to know what that feels like. So that when you go out into the world and you get validated by strangers, it's like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing. And you can still love yourself and practice all the self-love and the inner work and all those things. And that's still wonderful. But ultimately we do need validation from others. And so ask for it if you need it. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love that share. I love that a lot. Thanks. Yeah. I Validation was listening today. Is hard for me to, to, to ask for, I feel like, yeah. and I've, you know, been taught like you don't need validation, but I think it's important, like you said, mm-hmm. to make sure that you are receiving that, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's like this kind of like things around like words of affirmation, which is one of my ling- mm-hmm. love languages. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I need those, those, Um, affirmations and I need that validation so absolutely yeah and Mm -hmm. it's just love it's we're just asking hey can you show me a little bit of love I just need a little bit of love today and Mm -hmm. if you put it that Mm -hmm. way it might be easier to say and I think if you go to someone who's really close to you and you put it that way they'll be like oh okay what do you need what can I do do you need a hug can I I do this errand for you like what do you want you're amazing (laughs) yeah yeah and, and yeah. I think all you'd have to do is let someone know hey this is I just need a little bit and they're like yes here you go if they if they're in your life they're excited to show you how much that they love you so yeah, yeah. I agree a hundred percent I agree well good I'm so glad that we had this conversation and I'm so happy that we've connected not just through human design but just since we haven't seen each other for so long and then we were able to connect in this way and that and I've said this before that we have like this similar vibe going on and like I can feel your energy frequency and I hope that you can feel my energy frequency and we just kind of lift each other up and whatever Keturah's got going on like I'm I'm supporting Keturah like that's just how it goes and I feel I I feel (laughs) that I feel that from Keturah as well and it's just a really wonderful feeling when adults, especially female adults, can be friends like this and know that we're mm-hmm. here for each other, even if we don't talk to each other every day. And we support each other, even if I don't reach out and say, Katura, I'm supporting you. She knows from the, me liking her stories or her my little comments or texting her or whatever. I know she knows. And I know too. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love you so much. And, and I'm, and I am super, it is so true. I feel like our energy vibes off of each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've noticed that, you know, now because we do have a very similar profile, three, six projector, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we're both Scorpios too, which is also even another magical thing, (laughs) but like we we truly are magnetic beings. And I feel like our aura is on this like beautiful, like cosmic, like frequency um, where we're able to kind of like, feed off of each other and we're mirrors mm-hmm. for each other. And so, um, it's, uh, it's been, it's been so fruitful to continue to have these exchanges and these connections. And like you said, just as much as you support me, I support you. You're my sister forever and mm-hmm. always, and just grateful for you. So thank you for letting me be on your show today. Of course. And if and we, I when we see you. each other in real life, it's going to be crazy. I know, girl. We're hugging for all every day. We're baking all the cookies. We're having a dance party. We're doing all the things. We're going out in nature. <laughs> nature. All right. Yeah, um, going out in nature. <laughs> I do have one more question for you. I like to end all my podcasts yeah. with a different question. So, yeah. what is your favorite weird food combination? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I, I'll go first okay. so that you can think about it. My yes, favorite. You think my favorite, I, this, I think about when I was a kid and we used to go to this, uh, frozen yogurt shop by my house. I think it was called checkers mm. and I would always get strawberry frozen yogurt with butterfinger crumbled on top. And my sister always thought it was super weird, but I've always had this thing for strawberry ice cream or strawberry frozen yogurt with butterfinger, like together mm. to me is like amazing. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. Yeah, I would say um, I was going to go down the ice cream route too. But like Mm I, when I was a kid, definitely ice cream and French fries together, like the frosty yogurts from Wendy's and then their Mm -hmm. French fries. But now that I'm an adult, I, I I don't know if this is weird, but this is the thing. Um, You eat corn, those Fritos or whatever, those corn Mm -hmm. chips. And then you put like, uh, like chili and cheese inside. Is that like a thing? I don't know. Like That's in the weird, back? But... Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That sounds very convenient. <laughs> it's really delicious. It does sound I good haven't too. eaten that in so long, but like obviously because I'm, I'm, you know, going this vegan route, but yeah. if there is some vegan chili and some corn chips, I would totally have that again for sure. Oh, well, you can make <laughs> vegan chili. It's easy. Yeah, absolutely. You should do it. I totally should this weekend. (laughs) Right now, I'm getting off the phone. I'm going to the store. You're going to (laughs) make vegan chili, and I'm going to just go make a truckload of cookies, and it's just going to be wonderful. (laughs) I can't wait to see. Please send me a photo so I can have them in virtual land. (laughs) Thank you so, so much for joining me, Katura. I love you, and I'm so happy that you're here. And thank you so much for joining us, everybody out there. And we will catch you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.